Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to come together, to worship you, to encourage each other, to bless each other, to welcome new members into our congregation, but also to to listen to your word and reflect on what it means for our life now and particularly our life at the present and the future. Lord, may your spirit continue to shape us, shape us to be your light so we reflect your light well. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Today's focus is living in the light and it's a, Epiphany is about the light. Now Epiphany is normally celebrated on Thursday, the, on the 6th of January, which would be Thursday this year, but we've brought it forward to be able to celebrate as a church community, remembering that the light of Christ in Jesus has come in to the world. Now the prophets talked a lot about the light of God. The prophets talked a lot about the light of God coming into the world because life for a lot of the people who are followers of God, was pretty dark. It was pretty dim. And in fact, our reading today from Isaiah chapter 60, which we're going to draw a bit upon, is actually based in the context of some people who have been living in Babylon, who have been struggling because they've been away from the temple where they believe they're away from God. They've been under oppression and persecution. But it's also written in the context that they've started to return home. And as they return home, some of them are thinking that life is going to get better, comfortable. They're going to be okay because God's convinced somebody to release them and release them back. However, what do they discover when life, when they get back home? Well, it's still pretty tough. It's still got difficulties and problems. And I think this is, a, this is the context that we live in as well. We live in a context where we are continually seeking for more comfort, for better life, for more relaxation, for less persecution. Right? But what we discover that as we follow God, that sometimes we have some of this comfort, sometimes we have some of this reassurance, but we also discover that there's still difficulties There's still difficulties in this world because Jesus hasn't come the second time is the basic reason for that. That we are not in heaven. This place is not heaven. And so our, our reader, though, today says, even though things are dark, don't live without hope. Our prophet yells out to the community. He says, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. So a question for you to think about. Think about your current situation, the way you think, the way you act, the way you respond to what's happening in the world. What are you living in? Are you living in darkness and light? Or are you mainly living in darkness or mainly light? You see, some people can be very negative people that they always see the bad, they always talk about the bad, they always bring up the bad. And they think there's no light, there's no hope around. And some people can be the opposite, the complete positive people that actually don't see any problems in the world and they live in the light and they be positive. So I'd encourage you to think about What dominates your thoughts and conversations? What dominates your thoughts and conversations? When you see things happening, when you think about the church, when you think about the world, do you see darkness and light or do you see just darkness 
or just light, or mainly darkness, or mainly light. When we engage with the Old and the New Testament, what we see is there is both light and darkness in the world. In a number of places, we are reminded that God created both. He didn't just create light, he created darkness, but he brings light into the darkness. He brings light, his light, into the darkness. You see, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 to 6, reminds us we live in a world where darkness, which is often used and talked about as evil, and that's not the darkness God created, but the image of darkness is often used to highlight its evil. And there is light, which is God's goodness, and both are present in this world. As Christians, we should be assured of that, that God's light is shining in this world. Some Christians seem to get very dismayed that it used to be great back in the good old days. But if you read history, often you find it's always been better back in the good old days. The truth is God's light is shining in this world. God's light is present in our lives. God continues to shine his hope and bring grace to our life. As Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 to 2 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. You may be saying, well... Yeah, that's all right, but you don't know my life. I'm living, I'm going through some difficulties. But can I encourage you to see the light, the goodness, even amongst those difficulties? Can I encourage you to look for God at work, no matter what's happening? Because the other problem we have, and this is the problem that the, earl, the people that Isaiah is speaking to had, is they became disillusioned with God at times and they would look for other things to give them light. And what they would find, they would look like my torch. The batteries would soon run out. The light would soon run out. It might last for a little bit, but it soon disappears. And so they were holding on to things at some stage, what Isaiah would call idols. Now for us today, some of those things that we hold on to, some of those things we grab hold of to give us hope and to give us life, include education, include family, include money, include hard work, includes whatever the world is doing that makes them happy. And these are all gifts from God. They're not things that are necessarily bad, But we should remember on this earth, they're only temporary things. They're only going to give us temporary, temporary life. What we're reminded of is that our true light, our true light comes from God. Christmas is this great reminder that we, the light of the world comes into the world. Our true light is Jesus who has come already to us. Yes, he's going to come again, but we should always live as if Christ is present already among us. And God promises to be present among us because he promises to be at work through his church, people like me and you. 
John chapter 1 verse 9 to 10 says, The true light that gives light to everyone has come into the world. Now this is the starting of John. It's one of our Christmas readings that reminds us that Jesus is that true light. Now later on in Jesus' ministry, he shares this with people. He makes it very clear. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. A question for all of us to continually reflect on. Are we totally relying on this light? This light of Jesus. This light that gives us life now, but also is guaranteed to give us light for the future. You see, what does it mean for Jesus to be our true light? First of all, remember this, light gives life. And we read constantly through the New Testament that Jesus is what gives us life. And many of us, many people think, yeah, yeah, I know that. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. And that's true. That is the life that we're all seeking, this eternal life, the life that God makes possible for us. Jesus gives us that life. But if you read John 1 closely, we should also recognise that Jesus has given us the life we live now. The life that we live on this earth is a gift from God. It's a gift from God and it continues to give us life. Secondly, Jesus being our true life is that light makes life clearer. As I get a bit older, I discover that if I'm reading in the dark, I often need to have to turn a light on to see more clearly. Well, the same is true with Jesus. Jesus gives us purpose and understanding of who God is. Jesus makes it clearer for who God is. So as we look at Jesus, as we engage with Jesus, we get a clearer picture of God. Think about the stories of Jesus and how they reveal more of God. Think about the parables he tells and how they share more of God and his grace and how they reveal to us that God is this God of mercy, grace and love. Think about the actions of Jesus and what they remind us and show us of God. And the third thing to remember is not only does Jesus give us life, not only does he make it clearer for us to understand who God is, but he also gives us direction. You know, that passage that Argie read out, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength and love others as much as you love yourself, is Jesus' greatest commandment to us, to be people who, who have received from him love, to go and live in the world with his love. And in fact, Paul, when he's writing, writing to the early church, he actually encourages the early church to be reflectors of God's love. You see, that's our call. It's not only to live in the light to receive from God, but to be people who reflect that love, that reflect that grace in God's world. That's why we use Jesus for direction. And as it reminds me of a story that I heard when somebody once asked, but I'm only a small Christian, I'm only a a humble Christian. In fact, I'm a, a Christian who sins and have got problems and I'm not perfect, don't know it all. 
And this person pulled out of this pocket this mirror that had been cracked and shaped. And the story behind the mirror was the mirror was dropped on a tiled floor and broken. And this person, because this mirror was something had some sentimental value, picked it up and saved a piece and then smoothed it off and used it to continually look and reflect himself in the mirror. And he said, well, as Christians, we are just like that mirror. We are broken. We are not perfect. But we do continue to be able to reflect God's grace and love because that is one of the gifts that God has given us. So in 2022, may the gift of Christmas, Jesus, shine through you. May the people you meet, the people you work with, the people you live with, the people you interact with, may they get to experience this light of God which you have known, which you have experienced. As Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 to 16 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. When I was reading this and thinking about this, I was thinking, but for some people it's very hard being a Christian where they are. It's very hard being the Christian because some people have a negative understanding of Christianity. Most of that, what I've discovered, is that negative understanding has come from the media, has come from not having a close relationship with Christians, or they've had one bad experience with a Christian. But what I've also discovered, and story after story reminds me of this, is that even if you're the only Christian in a workplace or the only Christian in a family, or the only Christian in a community, God still wants to use you to shine his light, to reveal his light. And here's the interesting part about that. When we reveal his light, his grace, his love, how we have received it, people's perspective of Christianity changes. Because often their basis of Christianity is based on a very legalistic, a very old view of Christianity, not from a personal relationship with Jesus, but from a relationship of trying to put God at a distance. And so may the gift of Christmas, Jesus, not just be something that you hold on to and say, thank you, God, but be something that you share. May it be something that you reveal to others. So let's live in the light. Let's live in the light, recognising God is present even when life appears dark. That can be hard, especially if you're going through darkness. But can I encourage you to have your eyes, your ears and your hearts open to what God might be doing A lot like the story that I've told before about a boy who was in hospital after his father poured petrol on him and lit him. And after a few weeks, one of the nurses said to him, 
You should be sad. Why aren't you sad? And his response was, I'm happy because I've met you. I'm happy because I can see a future. I pray your life doesn't get that dark. But if your life is ever dark, look for the presence of God. Open up the word, the Bible, and listen to what God has to say. And be assured that God is still at work. Secondly, living in a light, continually be gaining light and life from Jesus. Continually be relying on Jesus to give you light and life. Which means giving you life and understanding and purpose and direction. One of the saddest things that I hear from some people is that, oh, look, I don't need to come to church every week. I'm okay. Anyway, I'm busy. And in Sydney, you know, the biggest trap we have in in Sydney and other capital cities is to hold on to the idol of being busy, is to grab hold and say we're too busy. And often that, along with that goes, well, I'm, I'm going and doing this or I'm going and doing that. I'm going with these people. And in fact, some years ago, a bloke said to me, oh, I go and be part of this organisation, which meant he missed church every second week because it gives me something that the church doesn't give. That may be true. But maybe what the church gives is the true life. The life of Jesus. So continue gaining light and life from Jesus. Continually opening your scriptures, listening to the word, worshipping and allowing the light of God to hit you, hit your life. And thirdly, living in the light, aim to reflect God's light, God's life, God's hope, God's grace and God's love in all situations. When you experience good, See it as an opportunity to thank God, not just personally but publicly. When you're going through an ordinary situation, which may be just going through a rut, continually ask for God's direction and God's guidance and why you may be there. And you may be surprised that God wants you exactly where you are in those situations so you can show God's grace and love and peace to others. And when things are not so bad, when somebody sins against you or things are not going well, remember the grace of God. Remember that God is a God of forgiveness and mercy. Rather than join the crowds of speaking ill or joining the media of speaking ill of others, being prepared to criticise anyone at the first opportunity time, Be a person who shines the light of God's grace and love and mercy into those scenarios. When Martin Luther was writing his catechism and he got to the section uh, in the Eighth Commandment, which says, you shall not bear false witness against his neighbour, he went on to explain that the Bible says that means that instead of criticising people, instead of speaking ill of them, instead of explaining what they do in the bad ways, look at what they do and explain their actions in the kindest possible way. In other words, speak grace about people and for people. You see, when we shine God's light in the world, what we're doing is helping others get to know that they are loved by God. That Jesus is not just for you, but also for them. 
You see, the wise men had discovered that, that Jesus was for them. They, had the, they followed the light. And I pray that the people you live with, the people you work with, that even yourselves continually know that Jesus is for you, the one who gives you life, the one who has made life possible. Go and live in his peace. Go and live with his grace. Go and live knowing that God is with you and for you and not against you. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have sent your Son into our world to be the light for the entire world, for everyone we know, everyone we meet. Lord, help us to be people who continually rely on your light and continually share your light with others. Lord, we pray for your Holy Spirit to be at work amongst us so that we see your light in all situations and we give thanks to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.